Okay, <clears throat> today's daf, Bokertov, today's daf is daf kuf in Erevin, and we learn for four shalema for Tova Miriam Bastavora Mindel. <clears throat> All right, <clears throat> from the top of the page of the two dots, Shrosh of Gvon Art. So we said in the Mishnah that if the roots of a tree uh, stick out of the ground and they're higher than three tvachim, you shouldn't sit on them because there's a general issue to sit on a tree or make any use of a tree lest you come to break off a branch. So the Mars is like, this. if let's say the tree, the, the roots were stuck above the ground, three above the ground, the toshlosh. In other words, they were curved. They were uh, they went from being above three to below three. If you're looking at number three fifty three, illustration number three fifty three on the right side, you see uh, like a root coming out of the ground goes up. It's higher than three and then goes low, goes down. So how do you look at it? As lower than three or higher than three in the part that's high, that's lower? Obviously, the part that's higher than three you shouldn't sit on. That's a tree. But the part that's lower than three, Rabba says, uh, Rabba says, You can use the part that's lower than three. You could sit on that. Whereas Rav Sheshi says, You can't use a Rabba. Anything under three is considered like part of solid ground, part of the ground. Since it comes from the upper part, it's the same root. Since it's extending from a part which is Osir, a part that's above three tfachim, kiva since it comes from the power of something which is forbidden, asurin. That's what he says. So we have Machlokis here, Rav, Rabba, and Rav Sheshis. Now, Didamu Mishunisa. Mishunisa is a sloping rock or a, a, a crag, as they call it. Uh, in the diagram in the Gemara, uh, if you see in, inside Rashi, that means like that's what he's trying to show there. It's a, it's a, you have a tree with with uh, rocks or, or with um, roots extending out, and then they go in different directions. So he says, if that's what a mushunis is like, from the shane of a cellar, from the from the uh, the the cleft of the, of of a rock of a of a in a, in a mountain. So the if it looks like that, the salkanli loy asurin. This is what we mean now. Back in illustration number three fifty three, uh, on the left side, where you have uh, you have a root that sticks out, and then you have different roots that come out from there. Right, it's one big root, and then different parts come out. So that's what it means by that it looks like a mishunisa, it looks like a uh, crag. The salk and leila, the ones that go further up above three tvachim, no question, everybody agrees that are asur. And then asnets are the ones that go below. In other words, if it's above three tvachim, it's certainly asur. If it's below three tvachim, you see the one that's below three tvachim there, where it never really went up above. It just stuck him out of the ground. Part of it went above three, but that part that was below three on the left side, lit to soy in, the, in 353, was always below three tfachim, and there you certainly mutter. Sharu, those are mutter. Let's studen. What about the one that you see, the one that's marked let's studen in 353 on the very left side, where it goes above three and then extends below? That's the machlokas that we're dealing with over here. Let's studen pluk the deraba v'raf sheishes. V'chein anigra, v'chein b'keren zavis. Anigra is 354. 354 is a dike or a ditch with water going through there. The tree is sitting in the dike. Now, for the parts of the tree that, uh, that are hidden by the sides of the banks of the, of the ditch, so those parts are considered uh, below ground. And therefore, the question comes up, if you're looking at the green area, the green area on the banks, on top of the banks, 
Is it mutter or is it also? Well, if you count from the top of the bank, so that's how Rabba would look at it and say, listen, we, we ignore what's below, even though it's coming from below in the water, it's much deeper there. But on the on the upper part that we're looking at the green area on top of the banks, it's less than three tfachim, you could make use of the tree there because it's considered like the ground. Whereas Rabba, that's Rabba's opinion, whereas Rav Sheshish would say, well, no, since it emanates from an area below, if you look down in the water, uh, it, 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 and as if, if you're sitting on, on, the, on the root, which sticks out, like in 354, the part that sticks out, and if you count the area from the water, if you count from deep down in the, you know, uh, underneath in the ditch itself, or you count from the water, there it's above three. So according to, according to Rav Sheshis, Rav Sheshis say, since it emanates from something which is Asr, even though on top of the ground it's less than three Tfachim, it's still Asr. Whereas Rav would say, no, you look at the dike itself, uh, you look at the, at the bank itself, and there it's only, th- it's less than three Tfachim, therefore it's okay, even though it emanates from the water. There's no picture in the illustration book of, uh, in a corner, but basically what you're saying is when a tree is stuck into a corner, two walls uh, make a corner and the tree is stuck in there, it's embedded in the wall, so to speak, so you only see one side, the side that's exposed, three sides of the tree. If you look at the tree as four sides, it's totally, it's, it's, uh, it's not exposed. So Rabba would say that, um, Rabba would say that that's mutter, Meaning, you look at it from the top of the wall. It's it's stuck into the wall. From the top of the wall, it's less than three tefachim. You can sit on that tree at that point. Whereas Rav Yosef would say, Rav Sheshis would say, you cannot. Now, this is only where the three walls are are embedded in the the three sides of the tree are embedded in the wall, and you don't see it. But we'll see it. But it, it, but if more than one side is exposed, then even Rabba would agree, as we'll see now. Ahu dikla. We're looking now at 355. There was a tree. Abaye had a tree in his house. And it stuck out of the skylight, as in 355. Also says, you're allowed to make use of the tree from the roof. You see that it's sticking out of the roof, out of the skylight of his house. He says, you can make use of the tree there because the tree is considered as starting from the roof because below that, is uh, is uh, the, the, b- below that area? We don't look at that area. You don't say since it extended from below. From this point, where do you see the tree? You see the tree from the roof, from the top of the roof, and he was matrit. So Amar Ravacha Bar Tachlifa the Sharolcha, the one who was mat. Since Rabbi Yosef was matrit for you, said it's 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 prohibited. It's uh, permitted to use Karaba Sharolcha. He was matra like Rabba, who says, you don't look at the fact that it started way below. You look at it from right now. Right now, it's only within three tfachim of the ground, which in this case is the top of the roof. Pshita, isn't that obvious? Ma'od, the same of Sheshis. Even of Sheshis might be moda in case 355. Why? Because basically the command of Molidami, the house is as if it's fully, um, as if it's full, as if full of earth, as if it's full, if it's totally full. So if, if you look at the house as being totally full, even Rav Yosef, even Rav Sheshes would say that the tree only starts from the from the roof and that it should be okay. Kamash and we don't say that. I feel Rav Sheshes basic command you can use within three tefachim some of the gag, even according to Rav Sheshes. Kamash no, there's still a machlokas Rabban of Sheshes and Rav Yosef was matter to Abaye like his Rebbe Rabba. Tanan, what about our Mishnah? Can we see a proof to either Rabba or Abyas from our Mishnah? Mishnah says, Shrash of Goam and Aris, if the roots were higher than, uh, three Tvachim higher than the ground, Gimel Tvachim, you shouldn't sit on them. Hechidami, Eid, the Lohadri Kipe, if they don't bend further down, 
In other words, in 353, we saw the roots coming out and they bent down. The Mishnah says if it's higher than three tvachim, you can't sit on that. Now, what are we speaking about? If it doesn't bend down again, it's obvious. If it's higher than three tvachim, it's a tree. Uh, a tree could have many trees within it. It must be that it bends further down. And still you say that what? That it's osir. So it's mashma like Rav like Sheshis, not like Rav. It doesn't bend down again. That's the Chiddush. The Chiddush is that even though one side is even with the ground, meaning uh, that in our mission we're dealing with a case, look at the 356. Um, no, that's not 356. We didn't see 356 yet, but you, it's similar to that. Uh, the idea here is that even though uh, if it's higher than three, it doesn't really it doesn't bend down again in our mission. It's really hard, but the idea is that one side of the roots is even with the ground, but one side of the of the of the uh, root even with the ground is not good enough. Rashi says over here. That's not Rashi at the first of the wide lines. Shakarka Gavoa Bitsido Echad Modaraba Hechad the Shloshit Sodan Gavoa Minorit Sasurit Sadashavaris. In other words, even though one side of the root is even with the ground, so you should be able to sit on it, but since three sides are higher than the ground by three tvachim, you don't look at it that way. What we said before was the tree in the corner, there three sides are covered by the wall. Only one side is exposed. There, Rabba maintains his opinion and says it's motor. But in the Mishnah, where three sides are higher than three tfachim, even Rabba's motor, that that's no good and you can't sit on it, considered a proper tree. This is 356, where you have the root of a tree. You see the branches come out. The lower, the lower branch is really a root sticking out of the tree. So he says there that um, if it's three tfachim from the ground or it's got any airspace underneath the three tfachim, that means it's three tfachim effectively off the ground. Even though one side is even with the ground, you shouldn't sit on it. That's what we just explained shot in the Mishnah. You're not allowed to climb up. You're not, you don't go up on a tree on Shabbos. Again, the concern is that maybe you'll break off a branch or break off a fruit or detach something. You don't suspend yourself from a tree, you don't even lean on a tree, you shouldn't even climb up while it's daytime, and sit there the whole day, because even if you're not climbing up, if you're just sitting in a tree, that could also, as you're sitting there, you may, uh, you may detach something, even inadvertently, you may knock something off. All right, you shouldn't do that. Not only a tree, why can't you ride animals on, on uh, Shabbos or Yontif? It's also at least Rabbanan, because you might come to pass a tree and then you want to, you need a stick to, uh, to hit your animal with or to goad your animal with, so you might uh, grab a branch off a tree, and that's why they forbade uh, sitting on animals on Shabbos. But if you have a pit, a, a ditch, or a cave, together or a fence, you can climb up and climb down freely. Even a hundred amas In other words, there's no problem climbing up and down through a pit or a ditch or whatever, or a fence. That's no no issue with that. The whole issue is that you might come to detest something from a tree. And that's why you can't ride on animals also. One, Bryce says, one says, well, if you went up already on the tree, you can come down. One says, no, you shouldn't go down. Is this a stira? <clears throat> so the first couple of opinions are that it's not a steer. If you went up while it was still Friday afternoon, you can come down already. They weren't gozer. Come on down. It's better not to stay up there. 
and you might knock something off so you can come down on Shabbos. But if you went up when it's dark already, don't come down at all. Better just stay there, sit still until Shabbos is over. Both are speaking about when it got dark, when it was already Shabbos. If you went up inadvertently, you didn't realize what you were doing, that it was this or on Shabbos, we allow you to come down. But if you did it on purpose, we don't allow you to come down. Both of them are speaking about what it was Shogeg. Did they did they find a person who did b'shogeg because if he did it b'meizid he wouldn't be allowed to come down? So they find a person who went up b'shogeg also on Shabbos, or Mar Sover One says we do find him even if he was a shogeg. Mar Sover Lo We don't find a shogeg because of a meizid. So here, according to this uh, last opinion, it's a machlokas. According to the first opinions, is it depends on the situation. Was it during the day? Or did he climb up on Shabbos or? One, they were both on Shabbos, but one was Bishogig, one was B'meisid. Now we're saying it's a machlokas. One says that we give a knas for Shogig to Mesid, and therefore you can't come down at all. And one says we're not, we don't give a knas. The Gemara now says maybe this is a machlokas. Maybe this is the same as the following machlokas Tanam. We get this comes this takes us back to Kachim. Hanitin b'matana achas. Some karbanas you only zorik one dam like Bechor. And it got mixed up, the, 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 the dam of one animal of a bechor, of, of uh, this carbon, got mixed up with another bechor carbon. What do you do? You're not matachas, no problem, it's mixed up, but you could still give one zrika for both of them, and the, since the liquid is mixed up, the dam is mixed up, it's your, that suffices for both of them, no problem. Now, what happens, a chatas, which you have to do four zrikas on the four corners of the mezbeach, and one chatas animal's blood got mixed up with another chatas animal's blood. So, you know, so, you know, so again, again, do four, and uh, you would say both animals that way. What happens if the dam of a chatas got mixed up with the dam of a bochor? A bochor, you're only supposed to do one dam, uh, one zrika, whereas a chatas, you do four. So here we have machlokas. Rebelezer, Omer, you know, some better do four. Okay, so you have an extra, you have an extra three for the bochor, but you still have to do four. It's a mitzvah, say, to do four on the chatas. Rabbi Shua says, no, you only do one. Don't do too many. Amalur, Ablazer, so Ablazer said to Rabbi Shua, Rei over Babal Tigra. According to you, you only do one. You're over on, on Lo Tigra Mimenu. You're supposed to do four. You did one less. Amalur, Rabbi Shua, Rei over Babal Tosef. You're over Babal Tosef because the Bechor is only supposed to do one. And by doing four, you're doing too many. You're over on Baal Tosef. You're changing the mitzvah. Amalur Ablezer, so he gives Amalur Ablezer, Lo Amru Elikshu Latzma. This union of Baltosef is only when the mitzvah is by itself. In other words, you shouldn't take the nature of a mitzvah like Tfilin and make four, uh, five parshios, or tzitzis, make five uh, tzitzis out of it, whatever. You're changing the mitzvah by itself. But over here, where the two dams are together, that of a bechor and one of, of a chatos, you're not changing the mitzvah, you just, you, you're just trying to be mekayim, both of them together, so it's not the same. So Yeshua said the same argument to him. I'm like, Yeshua, lo nem You're saying that I'm not doing enough. I'm doing, the mitzvah is to do four zrikas of chatas and I'm only doing one when the things are mixed together. That's only the mitzvah of It's only when I'm changing the nature of the mitzvah, when I'm doing the mitzvah by itself. So I'm changing its nature. But when there are two things mixed up together, I'm not changing the nature of the mitzvah. But I don't Yeshua. Yeshua said a better thing. See, Rabbi Lezer said, like Rashi explains, and the Gemara is going to explain, he says, it's a mitzvah, a kumasei is better. Why? Because you have a mitzvah of chatos, to be zark four times, and, and that goes against the lav of baltosif. So the essay of chatos, uh, of a nasan al is docha, the baltosif of bechor. So it's an essay docha, also say, according to Rabbi Lezer. 
Whereas Rabbi Yeshua says, better Shevaltase. I'll do one zrika. So okay, I didn't do four of chatas, but I didn't do. I wasn't over a mitzvah of baltosif with a with a with an action. I did. I rather was over baltigra by not doing something. But when you did or four zrikas avarta baltosif, you were over on baltosif. And obviously, her blood says yeah. But I have an esedochalos to say over here, right? So uh, this also gets into the shaila of mitzvah striches kavon or not, because if mitzvah striches kavon and you didn't have kavana, so you're not really over on baltosif because you didn't have any kavana to be over on it, right? As we said with the, with the tefillin, you remember we talked about the tefillin. If if the we had that machlokas by the tefillin, we said it depends whether mitzvah striches kavon or not. If mitzvahs don't stri- need don't need a kavana, you're over on baltosif when you wear more than one pair of tzit, uh, one one one. If you wear more than one pair of tefillin. Uh, when you're not, when there's no, there's no mitzvah to wear one more, uh, uh, more than one pair of tefillin. But in any case, we said it depends on that too. But it could be by kachim is different because by kachim, uh, your yod say even if you didn't have kavana, because the like the 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 tanai bezdan, the tanai bezdan of the bezdan of the base amigdash, that uh, you don't have to have any kavana. You can't you can't have a bad kavana, but if you didn't have any kavana, you're still yod say. So it could be over here also your avabaltos. But anyway, Rashi says where Blazer holds. It's as the Dochalos say, the Rishua says, Kshnasata, when you did Ford's Rika Sabarta al Baltosif, you did it, you did it with a Kumase, you did a Maisa. That's better, that's worse. Kshalonasata, if I only did, if you only do one's Rika, like I say, when the four gets mixed up with the one, you only do one. Avarte, I was over Altigar, but I'll see some Maisa Bedecha, but it's Shevaltase, like we do with the chauffeur and Lulav on the first day of, on Rosh Hashanah, the first day of Sukkot, when comes out on Shabbos, the rabbi said, don't do it. Shevaltase, the Racham say, could be Okadav Shevaltase, I didn't do anything. I didn't go against the rice. I just didn't do the mitzvah. So here too, I didn't do a Misa. Better to be over in a mitzvah by not doing anything. So what does this have to do with us? Lura Blazer, Damar, Komase, it's better to do something, especially if a mitzvah say against the Losa say, Hachanami Eira, listen, you have a, if, 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 if you're going to sit there the whole Shabbos, you're going to be knocking off branches the whole Shabbos by sitting there and moving, etc., knocking off fruits and branches, etc. Better you should come down now and not be over the whole Shabbos. So you'll be over a little bit as you come down rather than sit there the whole Shabbos and you're over the whole time. Whereas it'll be Yeshua, the Omer HaSem Shevaltase, or better to sit and do nothing. Don't do anything. Uh, don't do anything. Better to say do nothing now. You might be over a little bit, but if I go down, I'm certainly going to be over and knock branches off as I go down the tree. So Lechor is the, the, the machlokas of Rablez, our machlokas over here in the Shalik Mar, are you allowed to go down off the tree if you're up on the tree? Because one Bryce has said, as we said, you shouldn't come down. One said, you should go down. Maybe that's Machlokas or Blazer and Rishua. Sigmar says, no. What does that have to do with one another? Dilma Loi. Where do Blazer say it's better to do something, do the action, do all four, and you'll be, and you'll be, I'd say, with Esa de Cholosa, say the essay of the four, of putting the four Zrikas is over, on, uh, is, is more powerful, overpowers the, uh, the Losa, say, of Baltosif. Over there, why? Elu Tukovid Mitzvah, you're doing a mitzvah, you're doing the four Zrikas, you're not doing a mitzvah here. <laughs> you're, you're knocking branches off. There's no mitzvah. You're not making any mitzvah by climbing down a tree. Maybe Rabbi Lazar would also say you shouldn't go in the, over there. Yotza mitzvah. So he says, Kumase is better because you're Yotza mitzvah, even though you're over in a losase, but maybe Esedach losase. But over here, you're not doing a mitzvah. Where do Rishu say over there? Better not to do the four Zrikas, just do one Hasam Shevaltase out of where? Ella, Dilo Kavad Isir. You didn't do an Isser. 
When you only did one, fine. I did one Zrika. I didn't do any Yisr. Obviously, I did. I was Yotzeh the Bechor. And technically, like Rashi points out, the Chathos here also Yotzeh. We had a Machlokas Besal Beshamai. You're supposed to do four Zrikas by the Chathos. Let's say you only did one. Beshamai says you have at least two. Whereas Rabbi Sil says you're Yotzeh with one, two B'diyevit. So, so, uh, so Rabbi Shua has a good argument. Not only should you not do more than the one because you're over on Baltosef on the Bechor, but you yotze one with one, you yotze b'diyevit even for the chatos. So better to do one. So there he says, abstain. Don't do number two, three, and four because you because uh, there he says don't do it because by not doing it, you're not doing an iser. Avlocha the kavod isur. But over here, when you climb down the tree, right, you're doing an iser too. Or he said you want to say over here, according to Yeshua, better not to climb down, right? Better sheval tase, but you're still doing an iser here because as you're sitting up there, you're also over. So maybe he would also agree. Better to go down now, knock off a few branches rather than stay up there the whole Shabbos and knock off many branches. So the machlokas is not dependent, those two machlokas are not dependent one on the other. Uh, just back, I'm looking at 356 now, I don't know if I explained it clearly before, but what he's saying is there is that uh, if on three sides it's above three tfachim, the branch the or the root coming out, and on one side it's lower, it's still lost because on three sides it's above three tfachim. That concludes the, uh, the illustrations for today. Okay, back in the Gemara. On the second line on Kufam and Beis, Tani one says, whether a tree is moist or whether it's dried out. Dried out means it's so dry that it's no longer getting any nourishment from the ground. So in a case like that, uh, you still can't climb on the tree. One Bryce says you can't climb on the tree even if it's dried out and it's not clearly getting any nourishment. So it's, it's basically, it's not, Rashi says it's not considered Mechuber to the Karka. If it's not getting any nourishment, it's a dried out dead tree says you still can't climb on a tree. says only on a moist tree. Is that a steer between the two braces? In one case, when it when the uh, when the trunk regenerates itself, it continues to grow. Oh, then it's also whether it's dry or not, right? That, then that's that's when we say that uh, whether it's dry or not. Ah. Oh, but if if it's if it's uh, if it doesn't um, if it doesn't regenerate itself, then it's so dry that we say in Yavish it's mutter. Says the Gemara, Gazamachlev Yavish In the first price we say whether it's whether it's wet uh, whether it's moist or dry, um, you should st- it's still osser. Why? Because you say uh, that it, in that case the it, it, the the, tr- the trunk re- regenerates itself, so then it's still osser. He says, but if it regenerates itself, why would you call that dry? It's not dry, it's moist. So it doesn't make any sense. It depends if it's in the, in the uh, winter months or in the summer months. What do we mean by that? So he says over here, Rashi says, where it's dry, you're allowed to, right? Because there's no marasai in there, because nobody could see at all. Everybody could see, right? It's dried out. So if you climb on the tree, it's clear there's no leaves or anything like that. Shanamotzi, all in doesn't, right? So there you're allowed to in the summer months. But in the winter months, in the winter months, people don't recognize it, don't see the difference between whether it's moist or dry because it's all, the whole environment is wet. And therefore there's marasayan if you go on a dry tree, really a dry tree means it's not connected to the ground. And technically there's no isser, but Rashi says it's marasayan because in the winter, people can't tell the difference so much between a moist tree and a tree which is dead. Let's call it a dead tree. And therefore in the winter months, you shouldn't climb on the, even on a dead tree. Uh, so the Gemara, even in the summer months, you say 
that uh, there you're allowed to because people can see it's dead, Hanusri Paris, but some Paris can fall off. And Rashi learns, Manusri Pere, Shinishibo, maybe there's some trees, there's a few fruits that are still on there. And Rashi learns, and therefore it's Xera, maybe you'll come to also cut them off from a, from a moist tree. What he's saying is, if it's a tree is dead, it's not attached to the ground, technically, Rashi says, you could cut it off because it's not attached to the ground anymore. But we're afraid that maybe you'll come also to, uh, to, uh, to detach it even from a moist tree if you detach it from a, from a, a dry tree. So even in the summer months, it should be ulcer. Sigmar says, no, but like a pear, there's no pears there at all. Other Mepharshim learn that it's directly on the tree, that if the tree is not so dead, there are, if, there are, if there are fruits there, uh, then it would be also. The Gemara says there's no, there's no fruits there, so it's really dead. I have a Karnasri, can see, but you're knocking off chips. Even on a dead tree, you're knocking off chips if it's considered, and, and if people, people will think you're allowed to uh, knock off chips of a regular tree also, even if it's attached. It's a Begadudah where it's stripped. The tree is so stripped that there's no isser there at all. There's no, there's no chance of knocking anything off. And therefore, in the summer, when it's clear that the tree is dead, there's no isser. In the winter, it's marasayan. Any is that really true that if it's stripped, it's okay? But Rav Ikla Afstaya, that was the name of the place. Rav went to that place, Afstaya. But Osar Begududa, he forbade them, he forbade them from climbing even a tree that was stripped. The answer is Rav Bikamatsavagadabagada. Rav found a an open field, basically, he found a place which it's called an open field, meaning Rashi says it's an example of a place that don't have been a Torah, that know how to uh, abstain from doing Yisurim, how to guard themselves like an open field that has no guard and everything is open. So he saw that they weren't careful there, so he asked for them, listen, they're too, they weren't sophisticated enough to explain the difference between a, uh, a strip tree and a non-strip tree, they weren't careful in the mitzvah, so he didn't want to allow them any heter at all. That times why, that's why many times the rabbis are machmir, because they're afraid that the people are not astute enough to, differ, to differentiate between one case and another. So they say, it's all us, or don't climb trees on Shabbos, period. Amarami bar chama. Our gears says Abba, but Rosh points out later on, when it says Ve'omer, the next case is going to say Ve'omer Rami Bar Chama, so therefore this is also Omer Rami Bar Chama. Omer Rami Chama, Omer Rav Aslan Meshelach Al Shabbos. You shouldn't walk on grass on Shabbos. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. That really true. You shouldn't walk on grass on Shabbos. Mishum Shnamer. It says the one who impulsively uses his feet, he's a sinner. Like he just, you know, he doesn't care. He's just going to impulsively use his feet. He, that's, uh, that's obviously not a Doris, it's, it's based on a passing Mishle, it's an Asmachta. You know, you shouldn't walk on the grass on Shabbos because you might come to detach some grass blades. And uh, that's a, the, the source is that uh, a person who's impulsive is considered Shabbos. One Brice, though, says you're allowed to. And one Brice says, like Rami Barhama says in the name of Rav, that you shouldn't go on grass on Shabbos. Depends if it's wet or if it's dry. Now, what do we mean over here? So he says, if it's wet, right? It, 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 what's the, if it's wet or it's dry? Which one's better? So the Gemara says first. The Rashi says because if it's wet, it's easy for it to be detached. Avitolishivation are already considered detached because if it's dried out, it's like dead grass, so it's already considered detached from the ground. But if it's moist, that means it's attached to the ground. And if you walk on grass, you'll come to detach the blades, and you shouldn't do that. All right, that's what the Bryce says first. We're not learning the halach yet. We'll see the halach at the end. Or I'll tell you, they're both speaking about where they are moist. Rashi learns that the means over here, there are seeds 
that are uh, in the ground, and the seeds in the summer months will be atta- more attached, and therefore you're, uh, you're, you're detaching them. Other mafarshim learn the opposite. In the winter months, you can't. In the summer months, you may. Rashi learns in the summer months, when the blades are moist, there's a different reason why you why you can't do it because uh, because the seeds might be det- might detach seeds that are growing, but in the winter months where the seeds aren't there, it's okay. Okay, both are in the summer months. It depends whether he's wearing shoes or not. When you're wearing shoes, you don't detach the little blades as easy because the shoes just you know push down on the grass. They don't detach it. But when you go barefoot, <clears throat> the blades of grass get caught between your toes. And you might come to detach it, so that's why it's usher. Vibai same, or I'll tell you another svar. In both cases, you're wearing shoes. In one case, your shoes have spurs or spikes that tend to <coughs> detach the blades. In other case, where, where they don't have those spurs, then they don't detach the blades. So it depends. That, that could be why it's mutu there. Vibai same, in both cases, they have the spurs. In one case, not the Islay Sikhas, the slice of the Girsas, but I guess there's Shitche that if the grass is very long, it gets tangled and it'll get it'll easily be detached. Right? But uh um meaning that we're not talking about your shoes, both cases you're wearing shoes, but if there's if the blades are very long, they'll tend to get tangled in your shoes and you'll detach them. And if, if they're not long, then you won't. So if the grass so it's like if the grass is cut short, you're less likely to detach it. Sorry? No, I said you can't play golf on Shabbos. Now. Yeah, well, it depends on what the greens look like, right? <laughs> right. What was the What was the old joke about the? Uh, I forgot how the joke goes, but it's you know the, about how the uh, the rabbi was caught on uh, on Yom Kippur. He went to play golf and he got a hole in one. You know, but his punishment was who's he going to tell? You know, who's he going to tell about it? Right? You know, Vaidna. The Kaimalan Kreb Shimon, now that we hold like Rab Shimon, we hold like Rab Shimon, we've said that in Shabbim, Sechta Shabbos, and Eir, and we hold like Rab Shimon, the Dovashain and Maskavan, if it's not a, if it's not a psikresh, if it's not for sure going to happen, it's just something, you don't have intention. You, when you walk on the grass, your intention is not to, not to detach the grass. Dovashain and Maskavan is mutter, so Kulashar, it makes a difference if you go barefoot, if you go with shoes, if you go with spurs, if the grass is long or short, it's all mutter because we hold like Rab Shimon. We could say that the Bryce held it was Asr, went like Rabbi Yudu, said Davashem Miskavan was Asr, we hold Davashem Miskavan is Mutter. Amr Ramachama, Amr Ravasi. Another thing Ramachama said here, he said the name of Asi, like we had before, Amr Ravachama Ravasi. Asr Ramachavas Ishto. We're going to use that Pasik. We said before that Pasik says in Mishle, Va'atzbaraglaim Chote. Actually, the whole Pasik, that's the end of the Pasik. The Pasik in Mishle, Perikites Pasik um, Bays says, Gambalo Das Nefesh Lotov. Also, without knowledge, without consent, it's not it's not a good soul. Nefesh lo tov, but atzbaraglaim chote, the one who who's like uh, uh, you know who, who's um, very uh, impulsive. You know, he just does things without thinking. Atzbaraglaim, he's a, he's considered a uh, a sinner. So the Gemara, since we mentioned that pasuk in Mishlei, the Gemara goes into a little about a gadata about that pasuk. A person should not force his wife to have tashmish, to have physical relations. It's forbidden. It's like rape. A person should not force his wife. If a person 
is impulsive with his feet, meaning it's referring to Bia, that's considered a sin. If he forces her, even even if his intention forces him to say the bar mitzvah, even necessarily if his 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 kavanah is kaim the mitzvah pruvu, he wants the mitzvah kaim onus ishto. He's supposed to live with his wife, but if he forces her against her will, he'll have unworthy children. Why? How do you see it in the pasuk? The beginning of the pasuk says says gam below das without consent nefesh lotov. He'll have a soul which is not good. He'll have a he'll have a, an improper uh, child. What is it referring to? With that, without consent, it'll be a nefesh which is not good. If he forces his wife for bia. This is a person who has bia and repeats bia, has bia a second time. What do you mean? Having bia two times in a row, is that bad? Says a famous Gemara, we had this in Gemara Nida. Uh, a person wants to have boys a boy, children, Yivovishana, he should have Bia twice. And the, the Svar over there is, the Gemara says, I remember Label Katz said that we don't understand this medically, but the point is that if a, if a woman is Mazar, the Gemara says in Nida in several places, if a woman, if she, if she seeds first, if she seeds first, it's a boy, and if, she, and if he seeds first, it's a girl. And over here, if he has Bia one after another, so by he increases her taiva, her desire for Bia by the first Bia, so by the second Bia, she will seed first, and therefore, he'll have a boy. So that's when Mar says, if you want to have boys, have Bia second time. So how do you say over here that the second part of the Pusik of, um, uh, of what, of um, a person who's impulsive with his feet is a sinner. That's a ball vashona. Ball vashona. If you beat her a second time, it's a good thing. Boys that way. Slokasha. Kan ladas. Kan shaladas. That's only with her consent. But here we're speaking without her consent. So without her consent, we means over here without her das, he'll have not good children. And 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 if he does it twice without her consent, that's really a sin. Amr Shmuel Banachman. It's a bigger sin. Obviously, both of them are sin. Amr Shmuel Bar Mitzvah. If a woman solicits her husband for bia, she wants mitzvah. That's a good thing. It's a good thing for a woman to solicit her husband, right? A man can solicit her husband too, his wife too, but you can't, shouldn't force her. We we're talking about before where the sin is enforcing her. But he says if a woman solicits her husband, we'll see how that's done. So Lidvar mitzvah. She'll have children. She'll have children that even in Moshe's door there were no, there were no, no nobody like that. Well, how do we see that? It says, bring people, bring men who are wise and understanding, and they're known to, your, to each of your tribes. And it says, he says, that's what Hashem said, bring the, he said, bring those people. Moshe said to them, bring these people, bring the Chachamim and says, I took the heads of your tribes, wise men, known. He didn't find anybody who had understanding. And was Moshe, uh, he seeked, he sought uh, men who were wise, understanding, and well-known. And he only found men who were wise and well-known, but not people who had understanding. But by Leah, who Leah solicited her husband, Leah, across her, she went out to greet Yaakov, and she said, Elai Tavo, 
come to me tonight, come into my tent. Remember, I, I got you, I, I paid for it. You know, tonight's my night. And who did she have after that beer? She had Yisachar. And it says from the children of Yisachar, the Pasuk says in Tiberium, Yodei Bina Le'itim. They, uh, they were men of understanding who understood the times. Ladas Mayasi Yisrael. To do, know what the Jews should do at each time. Rashayim, their leaders. Uh, Masayim, there were 200 of them. Cholachayim, Alpiim, and all their brothers went according to their orders. The point is you see that Yisachar, who came from Leah, who solicited her husband, had Bina, where in the time of Moshe, nobody really had Bina. Is that really the case for any of Amr, Yitzchak, Rabdimi, Eser, Klolis, Neskalachava? You say that it's proper for her to solicit her husband? There were 10 curses that Chava absorbed after the, of course, after they ate from the tree, right? That she, she, she absorbed 10 curses. It says, and we're going to list them now. At least, first, we're going to list the first seven. Eloisha Amar, he said, uh, Hashem said to, to the woman, to Chava, Harba Arbe, I will increase a lot. These are the two types of dam. Achaz dam nida, achaz dam sulam. So you're going to, these are both going to be painful for you. Number one, you're going to have dam nida, you're going to have dam sulam. Itzvonech, your pain, zet sargil abadam. Sargil abadam, raising children is difficult. Beheronech, and your pregnancy, zet sar ha'ibur. That's the, the difficulty in conceiving. These are all difficulties, curses. I shouldn't say all pain. Some are painful, some are curses, right? Curses that they have. Zet sar ibur, the tsar of conception, right? Be'etzav tel dibadam kemashmo, giving birth itself. Birthing, we all know, is pain. You'll give birth in pain, that's painful. And you will crave your husband. When he leaves town, she yearns for him. So that's that's number six. She's going to yearn for her husband. That's her curse that she has. And he'll rule over you. See where that a woman can solicit her husband in her heart. She shouldn't open up her mouth and say, you know, uh, please come in. You know, she should just, in her heart, she, 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 uh, she, she yearns for her husband. She solicits But a man could uh, open his mouth and say something. That's a good midah, a good manner that women have, is that they do it in their heart. They do it in a hidden manner. They don't openly say, come and have beer. So what do you see over here? That they're not supposed to listen. Apparently, from one of these curses, this last curse for Isha Tavas Isha Tavas the seventh curse that she's only can do it. She's not supposed to open her mouth and ask for anything. So you see, that's a curse that she has. So she's not the Tavea Bepe. So why do you say if she's Tavea, if she solicits her husband, she'll have uh, great children, great uh, men of understanding as her children? It's Mashma over here that she's not supposed to do that. So Zakikamina de Marzia Tsuyekame. When we say over here that she solicits her husband, she doesn't mean we don't mean openly with her mouth. She means that she ingratiates herself to her husband so that he'll she'll want he'll she want to have beer with her. So that's what it means. It's good to she should solicit her husband by ingratiating herself and uh, and hinting at it, let's say, but she shouldn't open uh, open her mouth and and openly solicit it. So the Marza says, you said that you mentioned before that she got ten curses. Hani Sheva, but there's only seven. You only mentioned seven if you count them, the two of the need, etc. Says Kiasar of Dimi Omar. The three more is atufa ka'avel. She's she's um, wrapped up like a person in mourning, meaning she's embarrassed to go out with a, a, a with an uncovered head. Umenuda mikol adam, and she's banished from all people. We'll see what we mean by that because once she's married to him, she can't have beer with anybody else, right? So therefore, she's also to everybody except for her husband. 
Whereas a man can marry, can marry many women, but she's not, so she's banished from all other men. The Chavush is like she's incarcerated in a jail, right? She's incarcerated in a jail because a woman should stay inside. She's not, uh, she's not, uh, it's not proper for her to go out. At least it wasn't in those days. Uh, of course, you can't say that the Pusik is only imminent, but it's better for her to stay indoors. That's, that's what the Pusik says. Better for her, if she's a basmelech, you know, if she's not, obviously if she's outside, she's like a servant. So my minut to be called Adam. What do we mean? She's minut become she's banished. She can't have yichud. He also shouldn't have yichud with other women that uh, he's not married to. She can't marry two men, whereas whereas he can marry two women. So therefore, that's what we mean. That she one of her curses is, is that she can only she's limited to one man at a time. She cannot be married to more than one man. Masisatani megadelas say say our kalilas that that uh, the, the uh, learned three other curses that she has, that her hair grows long, like Lilit, which was a, she was, uh, Lilit was a, uh, a bad uh, shade, a bad demon, uh, and she has to sit when she urinates, she can't stand, she has to sit like an animal, see, like a mule that, 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 that crouches down, Venasis Karlabala, and she's basically a pillow for her husband, because that's the normal way to have Bia, with the husband's on top. So she was like a pillow for him. Those are three curses. But the first one, the first answer we said before, that the three curses were, what, that she's wrapped up, and that she's banished from everybody else, and she's like in jail. These last things are actually good things, that she grows nice long hair, and that she, uh, when she, ur- when she urinates, she uh, she could sit in a sneeistic manner. It's 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 uh, she is uh, it's more modest to sit, and, uh, and she's not exposed that way. And just the opposite, it's nice to be a pillow for her husband. She has less work to do. She could just you know lay there. So it's it's less work. Those aren't those aren't curses according to the first opinion. So the pasuk says, "Malpenu mi behemos aretz." Hashem taught us. Tom teaches us. From the animals of the land, and from the birds of the sky, he, he, he makes us wise. He, he makes us wise. In other words, even if nobody taught us how to urinate or how to do things, right? Hashem taught us from animals. Who prayed? That's a mule. The mule crouches when it urinates. So, uh, so we, we see from the mule how we're supposed to do it. And from the Birds of the sky, Hashem makes us wise. Zetarnago, that's the uh, the rooster. Shemafayis v'yachkechbol. He first appeases his mate, and then he has beer with him. In other words, Hashem teaches us wisdom from the animals and from the and from the uh, birds of the sky. Hashem makes us wise. If the Torah wasn't given, even if the Torah wasn't, wasn't given us, we would have learned various things. We would have learned modesty from the cat. Now, why, how do you see modesty from the cat? So Rashi says, He doesn't, uh, the, the animal does not uh, move his bowels or defecate in front of people. And he covers, he covers his dung well. If he if he's able to, if he has some sand, as we know, and as I could testify from an hour ago, uh, I had to clean it up, and there was uh, he hadn't covered it up, right? So so, so pardon? Huh? Yeah, different different cats, cats in those days. Yeah, the cats have changed, right? Uh, that's true. You know, the, the barrier could have changed. But Gezel, I mean, from ants. Ants don't steal from one another. Each one keeps their own their own food. They don't steal from one another. Varios, and we would have learned modesty in relations, Miona, from the Yona, which also, they are monogamous. 
the uh, the owner, the dove is magmas. Derech eretz mi tarnagol. We would have learned good manners from the tarnagol. Shemafayis vachachbol. The tarnagol first pacifies his mate, and then he has bia. My mafayis. How is he mafayis? Am Rav Yudah. Am Rav What he does is he first rashi says he lets he spreads his wings out. And he says, to, as if to show her, I'm going to buy you a nice coat that goes all the way down to the ground. That's how when he spreads his wings before, it's like he's saying, I'm going to buy you a nice coat. The Basarachi, after he's finished with the Bia, you know, they always, they always get out of it afterwards. This, my rooster is, I should lose my crest. I should lose my crest. The Basquir says that a cat should come and bite it off. But he's going to lose my crest, Isla, if I have money, if I don't buy for it. In other words, he first promised her a coat, and then he said, listen, I should lose my crest if I have the money and I refuse to buy it. Meaning, I'm just, uh, I'm a little bit short right now. I don't have any money. We've heard that excuse many times. I'm a little bit short right now. I just had that learning with the boys, the Mishnayis, that, uh, you know, that you're, not, you're not allowed to withhold wages uh, you know, to withhold wages uh, of a worker. If he works, if he's a day worker, you got to pay him by that night. That night worker, by day, whatever. Let's say he was worked by the month, you got to pay him the day after he finishes his work, unless there's some other agreement. So I said, so how do all these uh, Jewish institutions get away with not paying the people on time? So they say they don't have the money. The truth is, if he doesn't have the money, that he's not over on Lositan, on Loyolan Schar, Pula Sachar, Ad Boker. You're not you're over on the, on the mitzvah if you didn't have the money. So here too, he says, I don't have the money to buy you a cope. And anyway, we see Derek Heretz from these animals too. Tomorrow, Mitzvah, we'll start with Kavalov. Chodesh Tov to everybody. Kol Tov.